it's Joseph here and let me ask you a question. What are the five micro habits you can improve to make yourself more productive into your daily work life? We are all creators of routine and in today's episode, myself and Claire are walking you through five micro habits to supercharge your mind and body. Now, I want you to pay attention and listen to this episode as I think it could really help you to be more productive without compromising the time of relaxation as well, which is also very important. I want you to take a screenshot tag us on your Instagram stories if you find value out of this episode and make sure you subscribe if you haven't yet. Without further ado, let's get to it. Welcome to the Digital Bosses Podcast with Josen and Claire. Our definition of being your own boss means showing up for yourself so you can show up for everyone and everything personally and professionally. So congratulations on showing up, boss. We created the Digital Bosses Podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies to help you start, grow, and build a purposeful online business. If you are a business owner, creator, looking to build an impactful brand that makes a difference, you are in the right place. So let's and hello Claire, how are you? Hello, good morning. How is everything? And thank you for welcoming back on 2023. Welcome back. Welcome back indeed. I am super charged, super ready for the new year. And today, particularly, I think we're covering one of the most important topics when you're starting a new year. I think Nothing really changes until you change. And today we're talking about habits, micro habits that can really make a huge difference. And my first question for you is, Claire, what is the first thing for you that really improve your productivity? So I would say fixing your sleep. Okay, so remember like a couple of months ago, back in November, when I went to New York to visit you? And um, I would get up like really early because those days I had a very productivity day. Like every day is literally packed. And then by 11, I will be like in bed because just like I will be so tired. And then it brings a really good routine for me for the um, five days while I was there. And then usually back when I was in Toronto, I it has always been that I would go to sleep later than till 30 and sometime till one o'clock and it really make it difficult for me to wake up in the morning i have to rely on caffeine i will have to have coffee in order to get my moto started and by afternoons i usually will feel very tired around you know sometimes three to four and i feel oh my god i need to have another coffee to really keep myself going and then it just like somehow I always have to rely on having a coffee at least three to four cups a day. And then it's really until I told myself, okay, I have to really change the way how I go to sleep, what time I go to sleep. And I really also have to learn to cut down my phone, um, not using so much. So this year so far, I have been trying to follow those type of routine. I try to um, not touch my phone after I would say like 9 30 and then I'll just let my brain really let I'm cutting down my coffee that's good I actually haven't had it that much coffee and I try to go to sleep a little bit before 12 o'clock so voila I think I'm making some improvement here. Well done. Well, it's really interesting to me because when we met back in November in New York, it was so fascinating to understand because, of course, we work together every day, but we work remotely. And when you work remotely, everybody has a different routine. And we have 
you know, different patterns of the way we work and because we work independently as well as together. I thought it was really interesting to understand what was your routine. And I am an early bird. I wake up at five. And, you know, you. I remember when you came here, there was a lot of like, oh my God, he's already awake. Jesus. <laughs> like, I just literally get up really early and I go to the gym. And I get quite a lot done before seven, usually, sometimes. I get emails done and whatever. And... It doesn't happen all the time. I think I do suffer from insomnia anyway. So for me, I have to go to bed quite early. Otherwise, I am shattered. But this year, I cut down a little bit on coffee. I used to have three to four coffees a day just like you. And now I just managed so far to do two, which is good. And about what you said about the phone, it's brilliant because I do the same. I cannot stay away from a phone after nine if I can. And I try to read a book or like do something different. That's amazing. We both are making some progression here. And I hope that the listeners who are listening, and if you can resonate this and tell us what you have done differently so far at this beginning of the years, we would like to really find out. That actually leads me to ask you, because I've always felt you're super organized. You're always on tech in everything. What is your micro habit for the task? Well, I love the fact that you think I'm super organized because I'm really not, but I love that I give this impression. <laughs> uh, but I think with me, the way I work usually, I will do a to-do list the night before, usually around 7 p.m. I will write down what I need to do the next day. And when I start my day, I will do the needle-moving task first, the one that are the hardest one to do. And here's what I learned last year. You could be the hardest worker in the planet and it won't matter if you can identify which tasks are providing the biggest return in your life whether it is time revenue or both working a lot versus working smarter are very different things and you know it's really about prioritizing the right things and you know i don't really believe in multitasking i do believe in doing less and doing it better i really admire people that are able to jiggle many things at the same time and kind of exceed in all of them because it's not a task and it's not a skill that I have. So for me, if I have a list of six things, I will have to prioritize the three ones that are the most I consume it or the one that I don't like to do first and then kind of go on with the other ones. For example, if I need to do administration to do like admin stuff, like invoices they're important but i don't like doing them so i will do them first and then if i have to do community management and talk to the tribe on social media that's something i actually enjoy doing so i would take time to do it properly and that's how i can operate now claire i am very curious to hear um when it comes to client feedback what is that one thing claire you think makes a huge difference when working with clients to not affect your productivity that's a very good question. So before I answer that one, I wanted just to um, share my opinions because I, I know that lots of people will say like, you know, multitasking is not a great thing. And I have I have learned pop, like the best is actually do one thing at a time, which is just like what insurance. But it, back in the day, I always like running myself and then I would do different tasks all at the same time. And then I will be like multitasking, especially back in the day when I used to work in corporates and then you just have tons of things that you have to get it done. So I'm always in the panic mood. I'm like, oh my God. And then whenever I started to work on my own, I'm just like, what do I do now? <laughs> I just always feel like, okay, in order to show I have a lot of work to do, 
I need to do many things at once. And then at, by the end of the day, I feel like, what have I really completed? And I, that's really a good strategy. And I've learned that from you. Just, you know, write down what I need to do in a day and then block time for and for a little test for 20 minutes, half an hour or one hour. And I really think that this is something, um, if you're working on your own, this is something that can really help you to improve your productivity. So that being said, to um, last year, I know we have worked a lot with different clients. Obviously, I've learned the fact that, you know, um, when you are taking a new client, and obviously, not all the clients can be your favorites, and then everyone has a different style when working together. But of course, you always want to put your clients first, regardlessly. But I always say that uh, whenever I'm jumping on a call, and then I want to really understand who the person is. And on top is, you know, when you are having a conversation, instead of like jumping on the call, start to talk, I always make sure that I become a very active listener. I give them more room to speak and let them have the space to answer questions before I even say anything. Because I realize that when you are too aggressive jumping on the conversation, sometimes you get lost yourself in, you know, in the productivity and what you want to do. So I learned to be, you know, just respond at the right time. And then at the same time, to be really calm your mind. You don't want to have too much going on when you have your music, you know, you have your phone happening. You're, it, it just doesn't seem very concentrated. So I always learned to pay attention to the people that I'm doing a call or having a Zoom uh, with the client. So just be really mindful. Take a second to pause before you respond something. And it's really showing you're very respectful to your client. And this is something I've learned. Absolutely. Listening is a huge skill. And sometimes I found myself back in the day, even from a client perspective, sometimes you speak to people and you realize that what they do, they have some sort of a script they go through. And it's very transactional kind of communication. So there's never really much listening on the other side. And to me, time, however, there is a very big opportunity on the listening. And I think sometimes that's underestimated. Hey, it's Claire here. How's going? Are you enjoying the episode today? And what is your biggest takeaway? If you like what you're listening, and make sure that you go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. We value your feedback and let us know how we can improve. And now, back to the show. So now, I would like to know, Joe, do you have anything in terms of tool to help you stay productive? Anything that you could share? Because I know that you have a lot of secret weapon that you use. Probably you haven't shared. I know quite a few, but I know you, you know, but I would like you to kind of share with us. So what are some things that you use most of the time every single day to get yourself accountable? Well, I love the fact that you call them weapons. I'm going to use this. But <laughs> so, um, well, I do believe in tools when it comes to help you to be more productive. I love Trello. It is one of my favorite when it comes to project management. I use Trello for content calendars for clients for example as a social media manager when i do content calendars i will send a trailer board to the client and the client has the opportunity to see everything that happens within their account because i will put the focus of the month i will put the hashtags i will put the caption i will put the content and then what is really good there is that you can comment approve or decline within the board so there's no 
any type of email communication or there's no any WhatsApp that is not necessary. If there is any communication that has to be done quickly, of course, I will speak to the person via WhatsApp or like iMessage, it's okay. That's how I like to do it. I like emails for contracts and stuff like that. And I like to keep the conversation a little bit more friendly with a client on instant messaging. But when it comes to work and approving, declining, uh, receiving, I do like to have everything streamlined in one place. And Trello is the right place to do so. I love it. That's the first thing. The second thing is having Calendly. Calendly is a lifesaver for any sort of meeting. You send it in to the person, they book themselves, you forget about it, and it goes directly to your Google Calendar. That helps a lot, especially when we have a meeting that is with digital bosses for the agency or when we have a meeting individually because it kind of tracks all the calendars at the same time. That makes a huge difference. Another tool that I really like using for productivity is a timer on my phone the alarm on my phone because I will time block specific times for specific tasks. Usually I like to give an hour per task or two hours per task and I will always have a time block and I will put a timer on my phone. And once it's there and it's finished, I need to move on. What is the takeaway here? To allow our brains to have more room to be creative while they're not constantly making decisions. That is what I think tools are useful for. To really allow your creative self to be out there and to be filled with energy as much as possible can. I totally agree. And thank you so much for sharing the tool of Trello's. I think that has been a really life savings time, why? Right? And then also productive too, why? Right? Because it just helps us to be so accountable. And rather than while like, you're texting all the time and everything is already like uploaded there with uh, the way how we work remotely and then with client. And I think that's just a really good one. And Calendly, yes, I have to say I wasn't using that much, even though I had an account. But when I started to know how to use it properly, it literally helped me a lot because I don't have to constantly ask everyone, what time do you want to meet? Is this date okay? And then I'm like, okay, let me just fix my schedule. Here's the link. You book it. Well done. Let's meet on Zoom. So I think it's such a uh, genius thing. Exactly. You don't have to make decisions. So Claire, it is 2023, the beginning of 2023. And I like to study you with a keyword. This year for us is positioning. And it's really about positioning ourselves and our business in the right way. And I was having a conversation with someone in my tribe on DMs. We were talking about comparison and how this girl in the community, she said, you know, this year I made packed with myself I, I cannot compare my journey to other people's journey and now what is your take on comparison class totally agree I think comparison the end of the day we all compare but you just have to look at who are you comparing with if you're comparing yourself I think that's good because you're tracking your own progression from yesterday six months ago nine months ago um I used to have a thing which is not very proud with I would compare myself and then also I compare what I've done in the past and then on top I also compare with the people around me and then it's really caused me a lot of negative uh, anxieties and I've learned this year that no matter where you are you know as long as you continue your path your, your journey you're doing everything you can regardless at the end of the day you're gonna get there it just it's all about having the patience so Having a good comparison with yourself and then knowing that you're doing just enough compared yesterday, a month ago, 
that's more than enough. And then the most important part is just really learn to be kind with yourself. As long as you write down what you need to progress um, one month from now, six months from now, that's more than enough. We all have goals we like to achieve, but sometimes it just you have to see if it's also measurable. And in comparison, it's just not always a good way to get yourself there. And I think at the end of the day, we're human. So just learn to be mindful, be conscious with every single action you're doing. And um, this is going to take you a long way in your entrepreneurship. Very true. And I like to wrap this up with this quote. Stop comparing your behind the scene with the highlight reel that you see on social media. You compare your behind the scene and what you're doing behind the scene with the final product that you see on social media. Remember, you see always one side of the narrative. It is not always like that. And it is really important to remember that because you are in a different stage of business. That means that's okay. There's no wrong or right. It's just a different stage. Thank you so much for listening to the Digital Bosses podcast with your co-host, Claire. We hope you enjoyed our deep dive conversation into all the practical tips and hacks that you can apply to grow your business. If you like the show today and you would like to support our podcast, please share with others and take a screenshot of the episode and tag us on social media such as Instagram and LinkedIn and let us know your feedback because we would love to know and share that to the world. And until then, I will see you with Joseph, same time, same place, next week. Happy